This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. everyone, and welcome to the MCU Lorecast. I'm Captain Shenko. And I'm Psych88. And today, we're coming at you with a patron chat, so everyone please welcome Penguin Ninja to the show. Hey, Penguin. Hey, what's up? Well, we're really excited to be chatting with you today, because we have not had a guest in a minute, and uh, we're sorry for the radio silence, guys. We've had a lot of stuff going on in our lives we needed a, a much needed refresher, but we are back. We are going to be bringing you episodes and we're looking forward to it. But today's topic at hand is it's it's a topic for discussion for sure. We're going to be covering some of the drama surrounding the cancellations and the things going on with the Marvel shows and, and projects moving forward. So I think we should dive straight in. Uh, as always, this is not a spoiler free zone. So Genesis. If you're looking for a spoiler-free zone, sorry, lovelies, you are in the wrong place. Thank you, Jen. Turns out we did miss a little bit back in October that they had postponed several of the movies. Um, Ended up being Blade's director, had scheduling conflicts, and walked away. So that kind of put it into a production purgatory. And they have postponed that into September 2024. Which we would all remember, that's when Deadpool 3 is supposed to happen. So because of the interconnectedness of all of these movies, that kicked the whole line down. Uh, so that really, if, you know, so Deadpool 3 is now set for, I believe, November of 2024. And then it also kicked down uh, the Avengers, Secret Wars, and Fantastic Four. And that's just, so that's just the movies. And that was back in October. And we will discuss, we can discuss that. But the other thing... The more recent thing that came up is the Disney Plus shows. They have kind of hit a production problem as well. And they have now postponed Secret Invasion into what is being relayed as June. But there's no like hard guarantee of that. It was supposed to be earlier in this year. And it's not. Um, Echo, uh, she was a character in the... Uh, 
character in the Hawkeye series. She got her own show. And now that's been delayed out into late 2023, maybe even early 24. It's it's unclear. Uh, the second season of Loki as well. It's a little just unknown because it's been now it's turned into coming soon. What does that even mean? And soon when it comes to production, when it's unclear whether production has even begun, is a little bit of a scary prospect. Correct. Uh, the other shows, uh, Ironheart and the Agatha spinoff, which go figure that was going to become a spinoff. Uh, those are also all scheduled now into either coming soon or sometime 2024, 2025. Like, that's just uh, who knows? So that's the news, and now we now we can kind of discuss it. There's been some other shakeups. Um, the firing of uh, Victoria Alonso from from Marvel mm-hmm. has been a, a big topic, and also like overall the reintroduction of uh, uh, Bob into the head of Disney, which I think might be the kind of the cat like it's the catalyst to the whole reason all this is happening. Yeah, there's but, other things going on internally that are affecting their projects moving forward just because they can't get it together on a leadership level. Precisely. Yes. So figured we'll open right now with a uh, penguin. What are what are your thoughts on all of these uh, postponements and date changes and whatnot? Like, how does that affect you as a fan? Uh, well, honestly, I I. I didn't know a whole lot about the postponements. Like I heard about Blade's director, but I I didn't realize that it got pushed back so far, which honestly between that one getting pushed back and Deadpool three getting pushed back because of that, that is a real bummer because like those are some of the ones in the coming years that I've been looking forward to the most. I have to worry. I'm sorry. Um, I have to worry a little bit, too, about fans starting to lose interest. They've got these established storylines with characters that they have been building up forever now. Characters from shows that did fairly well and had a decent fan base getting their own spinoff shows now being pushed aside and pushed down the line. That's not going to be great for the viewership. And, And I worry about that as well as the reception for these projects when they come out, because at this point... You know, they're going to be several months, to some, sometimes even up to a year or more, out from when they were supposed to be. Now they're not. And I feel like the interest isn't going to carry over because the, the the timing for these things is very finite. How many people are still talking about the first Avengers film? You know, that's old news now. That was 2012. It still feels like it happened yesterday. But the way time moves forward... They have a window to make these projects happen. And now the window is passing. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I I feel like I feel like that with the changes, what will happen is superhero fatigue, basically. But at the same time, you've always got kind of an incoming generation, newer generation who've been like, oh, the Avengers, it's now a classic almost. Uh, I mean. 2023 uh no uh iron man was 2007 like 2007 2008 coming up on the 20 year mark of that so like yeah it marches forward but you've 
you've got kids who are whose parents grew up watching the Avengers. So there's always going to be an interest. I mean, 80 plus years of comic book history, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the market's always going to be there. It just made the who made up that market in 2020 is a little different than what will make it up in 2025. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's for certain. I'm definitely, obviously, not the same fan that I was when I first got into Marvel and the and the cinematic universe, and then uh, going down the line into the Netflix shows that that came out several years ago, and now the Disney Plus series, and having a podcast doing this. My interaction with the media has changed, but I'm still interested to see what they're doing and how they're going to be moving forward. And I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to handle everything and what changes might come about now that they have a little bit more time out on these projects. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I will say, I, I feel like Blade is really getting kind of the um, short end of the stick because it does feel like this movie's been in production hell uh basically since the word go and it's just it's kind of struggled to just kind of make it because it was it was announced back in 2019 you know so that was four years ago so how how is it we aren't we aren't seeing like a quick turnaround on this now part of this was 2019 what happened between here and there covid covid kind of messed a lot of things up uh <laughs> take a look at black widow right like at the same time you know we it's it's like it's like it's really struggling to kind of come back almost mm-hmm. and i i'd say we could see that just in what what we've gotten lately um in the uh, special presentations and the i'm gonna say the lackluster uh blockbuster numbers for uh the latest ant-man movie I mean, I was reading a review from uh, NPR on it, which um, it's not a very good review. Like, if I was reviewing the reviewer, it was not a very good review. Um, mm-hmm. But it also was not a good review of the movie itself. So, all, like, all of that kind of has, I feel like it's all kind of hit at once on top of a leadership change. And uh, just, it seems, it doesn't seem like there's, like, it's infighting, but it's, Behind closed doors, politics, backstabbing stuff. And that's showbiz. I guess my my next question then is, like, of of the stuff that's still set up to come out, um, what, what are you looking forward to the most, Penguin? Oh, I don't, I don't know, really. Um, the, like, it, it's hard because they've they push stuff back so much. It's, they don't really... It's hard to know what is actually coming out when. Mm-hmm. I, I think, too, I, I agree with you. It's hard to get excited for a project that is so up in the air. And I have this approach a little bit be- partially because we do this show. I tend to wait until a little bit closer to when we're going to be talking about a topic to dive back into a topic. And so with with the films coming out, it was like, okay, I've got a plan around when I'm going to intake this new media and then the plan changes. And it's a little bit difficult to anticipate as a fan and as a content creator around such inconsistencies. And I also feel like a company as large as Marvel and 
with the amount of money that they put into these projects and of course being owned by Disney, there should be some quality control on that. If they release a date, you know, they've been at this a while. That's the date. Uh, and I, I struggle to believe that there's not another director who would pick up the project. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. The stuff I've been reading hasn't told me who's picked up the the mantle of director for mm-hmm. for Blade yet. Uh, you know, that was almost six months ago. So someone's picked it up since then. But what of of what's still set up to come out? We've got um, the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the Thunderbolts movie. And then I believe they're still set up for the uh, fourth Captain America with uh, Sam in the position. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know I'm excited for the third guardians because it seems like it's coming full, like full circle on some, on several characters. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of endings as, as even though as much as I love Marvel and, you know, that doesn't actually ever end an ending endings are part of a story. You can't just keep it going. Sooner or later, the character fulfills their quest or their goal or, a, you know, whatever. That has to happen. Otherwise, you're just you're just stringing them along at some point, And it's not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I feel like the third Guardians, especially because that's Gunn's last movie with Marvel, like, basically ever at this point. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of the cast's last movie. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Pratt's Pratt's not he's riding high on a lot of things, but one of them is not fan sentiment, as it were. I mean you've also got you've got Date uh, Van Diesel, you've got Bradley Cooper. It's unclear. Yep. I'm sure she has no problem sticking around. Dave Batista. Yeah, he he's definitely gone after this one. Yeah. We've discussed a few sure. times that his his experience in the makeup chair for that role as well as you know some of his treatments not been the greatest. Yeah, and when when Disney got rid of Gunn, he said, "Bring him back, or I'm not coming back." Pretty much, I I think all of them did actually, but he was one of the more vocal ones about it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, and he's he's come out uh, lately. He wants more serious roles and and everything. It's just it, he he doesn't appreciate the uh, silliness that is Drax, and it's like you you have some say as you know as the actor to work a little bit more collaboratively to not appear you know so silly or whatever. Um, especially getting you know getting up there as a as a name. You know, ten years ago he was he was a, a wrestling person, right, or something. He's a pro wrestler. Yes. He's a pro wrestler, and he had started to break into acting like a lot of them do in the typical roles that you would think that a pro wrestler would occupy the action roles, the not so serious roles, the borderline physical comedy roles. And Drax, as he was written, did match that. And I thought Batista did a good job. And I did, I have appreciated seeing that character evolve a little bit where they're keeping some of the, the goofball and the silly and the dense nature. And, you know, that's, you know, become a core value to that character but also uh, developing you know closer relationship with mantis and the people around him and showing that he cares about his found family even if sometimes he doesn't seem to understand what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah 
so yeah but yeah he he's he's made statements about it that it's just like you you kind of it, it gets real close on uh talking bad about basically the role that that made you mm-hmm. and like to me as a as an actor like you should avoid do like you should avoid talking bad about the things that that puts you on the radar basically that puts you on the national service uh you know on the on the national level yeah it's like yeah they might have made you look stupid but didn't you make a lot of money there's that too there's that too (laughs) i i mean as the story goes he was nearly broke when he finally got drax uh, this was like his last shot. He didn't have anything else left. It's a, which I, whatever. It, you can believe it. You can not believe it. So what about you? Like, what kind of other questions kind of crop up to you, Shanko, out of this whole debacle mess? Uh, listen, as long as New World Order doesn't get pushed back, I will survive. <laughs> That's the big one on my radar. And... After the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'm curious to see where those storylines are going to progress. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Sam Wilson in the mantle of Captain America. Because we didn't get to see him in the red, white, and blue for very long. Yeah, they kind of used it as a climactic build-up, which we will discuss when we discuss the whole show. Mm -hmm. Okay, of the two, Thunderbolts or Captain America 4, which one are you more excited for? I think the Thunderbolts has a great potential to be something really cool, or it could go horrendously in the opposite direction. So I'm hesitant to put all my chips on the table for that one. The Captain America film is a little bit more of a known quantity, and I think a lot more of the fan base is going to be willing to roll the dice on it because the fan base likes Anthony Mackie. Mm. So I'm hopeful and and he's been very you know he's been one of those characters who says this is this is what i want to do this is how i want the character to progress and he's brought a lot of anthony mackie into the role of sam wilson so i think where dave batista like we were just talking about has a little bit of an issue with some of the things developmentally with drax i don't really see that being an issue when it comes to anthony mackie and his role as sam wilson i also think with Sebastian Stan coming back as the Winter Soldier, he's also um, cared a lot about the role and how, though it was a role that had him stepping into the forefront in Hollywood and it allowed him a platform to jump off and do other projects, he's still understanding that this character has done a lot for him as an actor while also bringing so much of himself into the role. Like when we talk about, um, you know, when we talk about some of the subsequent films down the line, like he got too too jacked for one of the films and they had to build him a new arm because he, he <laughs> cared so much about having the, the physique, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I think with those two on that project as actors and and having that say and and uh, it seems like working within a team that is a little bit more coherent, I'm not so worried about that project. Thunderbolts, like I said. It's kind of a 50-50 split up the middle for me, whether it could be good, whether it could be bad. And I'm I'm hesitant. I will I will view that project when it's in front of me. Fair. How about you, Penguin? Like of those two, which one would you be you more excited for, I guess, on those? And you know, why or why not? Honestly, I'm curious 
but very wary of the Thunderbolts movie. I I don't know. I because from what I saw, they changed the lineup for the Thunderbolts team a fair bit from the comics. Mm-hmm. So I I'm like, uh, sometimes that's worked. Sometimes it hasn't. And yeah, like it worked the for the Guardians. It, it worked for the Guardians. It might not work for the Thunderbolts. Yeah, like it. In the cases that it's failed, it is really failed. So I'm I'm kind of worried, but I'm also optimistic for it because I I do think Sebastian Stan is really good and he can definitely lift it up a bit. But if if the rest of it is bad, he definitely can't carry the whole thing on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping it's really good. That metal arm is awfully strong, but he's not supporting an entire film that's supposed to be supposed to be a gallery, right? It's supposed, supposed to be an ensemble. Be, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be multiple characters with their own storylines, and you can't insert the strongest character into all of them to make it work. Metal arm or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when, where we have seen a movie be in, in name only uh, in relation to its comic book origin, it has, hasn't done very well. When they've been as... A little bit more faithful to the source material we've seen better we've also seen way worse don't get me wrong um but it does that does when it's just the just carrying itself on its name only it it hasn't done very well and suicide squad sorry that's oof. not that's dc yeah that's the yeah, wrong one but it's not a it's not inaccurate on that um for for marvel i would say um x-men apocalypse <laughs> yeah yes yeah with this whole series of movies that we did uh but you know on the flip side of that you know logan which was kind of it's it's old man logan but it's not the comic old man logan so yeah and i i'm hesitant on the thunderbolts because as as much as i love harrison ford and i'm sure he'll do a fantastic job as thunderbolt ross one, I don't like Ross. Two, I don't like his alter ego, the Red Hulk, at all. As someone who is completely has stated multiple times, I don't like Wolverine. I at least respect Wolverine. I don't have any gumption about the Red Hulk. As <laughs> so, I am very wary about the Thunderbolts movie and how they plan to do certain things. And I, I don't know. I haven't heard much more about New World Order to be able to form a hopeful opinion of it. There has been a leaked synopsis of a script out that just seems like it was, I'd almost say it was AI generated using several buzzwords and a couple of uh, well-known Marvel figures in it. So I wouldn't put much stock in it, to be honest. It's, it's, I could really, be int- it's really intense fan fiction in the form of a movie script precisely movie script synopsis like it's just like a paragraph of actions that happen within this thing and it's like i i don't i don't know i don't see this happening not like not like that no i i just really i hope that my guy george batrock comes back because <laughs> he's he's still hanging out somewhere they might have kicked him out of the plane but uh he's still out there causing trouble Batrock the Leaper. I mean, that'd be one heck of a callback to throw him into uh, Captain America 4. He'll be the main villain. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I will give you head henchmen, all right? 
they're, they uh, they'll resurrect crossbones from the dead. Ah! They will unexplode crossbones and be like, "Oh yeah, no, that say. didn't happen. That didn't happen." I was gonna say, "Are you sure there's enough pieces of them left to do that?" They slapped them back together. They slapped them back together. He comes back and he's like, "Listen, you dropped a building on me, and then you blew me up. But guess what? I'm still here." Um, I will no. say, uh, I don't think Grillo's going to come back to Marvel. They did not treat him very well. No. Uh, uh, he did a three-picture deal with them, and his other two pictures were off. Like, his screen time just wasn't worth it. It was, a, uh, it was Crossbones in in the, uh, you know, in that Avengers movie. or Civil War. Civil War. Sorry, it wasn't even an Avengers movie, but really wasn't a Captain America movie either, let's be honest. And then it was a glorified cameo in Endgame. So, like... I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I would have been happy to repeat the elevator scene. Instead, we got Hail Hydra, and then he just dips. I'm sorry. Hail Hydra. (laughs) But let's, let's, let's be real about that for a second. Would you have actually been happy to have them retread, which to you seems to be almost sacred ground of that elevator scene to do it in a uh, in another movie basically of the same level i will never ever be disappointed in a well-done fight that occurs in an elevator i think it would have been a cool callback but i definitely don't think they could have remade that scene and had it have the same impact because we would have already seen it and I think if they also tried to make a spectacle of it, they would have fallen flat. I think it was intelligent for him to just go, Hail Hydra, and use the knowledge that he wouldn't have had as 2012 Cap mm. to to sneak one by them. But it was really sad that uh, Grillo's third film was a whole rousing 15 seconds of, I'm in the elevator, I'm the bad guy. It's like, just put him in the suit and let him box. He'll be happy. Mm. Um. So... Another movie that seems to be getting a lot of production hate. Um, I, I feel personally it's un, uh, it's unjustified. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the Marvels? It's the movie starring um, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and uh, uh, Monica Rambeau's uh, Captain Marvel, basically. But I believe uh, she'll be Photon. Honestly, I'm I'm excited for it. Honestly, I enjoyed the Miss Marvel series, and I. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of her character because uh, although I wasn't crazy about the first Captain Marvel movie, I think she has improved as a character since then in the other movies she's been in. So, And I enjoyed Monica Rambeau and WandaVision, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Shanko? Yeah, I mean, I, I a lot of people hated on the Captain Marvel movie. I was working a job where we only had like three DVDs in the entire RV. So we watched them every single weekend. And so Friday nights and Saturday nights, it was like, it was, it was either Batman or it was, it was the dark Knight rises or it was Captain Marvel. So I think I've seen it more times than humanly healthy, but <laughs> um, I didn't dislike what they did with the character of Captain Marvel. And I think the character got, a lot of unjust hate because they simply did not want to see a confident, strong woman. And that was one of the major gripes a lot of people had. They said, oh, she's arrogant, she's cocky. And I was like, okay, but you love Tony Stark. So what's your argument? 
<laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I mean, God, internet trolls are just awful, especially with uh, women-led movies. But it's automatically bad because the character is a woman. It's and... a Mary Sue. She can't do that. She doesn't know that. Like, how could she possibly get away with all of this? And it's like, did you did you watch episode four? Luke's a Mary Sue. Half of them are all Mary Sues. What? What? Shush. Shush. Yes. It's like just let just let her have her moment. And I I'm excited to see where they go because I I agree with you, Penguin. I I enjoyed Miss Marvel. I finally got to sit down and watch the series in its entirety, and I thoroughly enjoyed where they went with the character and what they were doing with that show in particular. So I'm interested to see where these characters end up progressing and i think rambo is an incredibly interesting character who i'm excited to see more of having an aunt of of middle eastern descent i really enjoyed the direction miss marvel went as well uh you know being able to you you kind of got a window into into the culture and i thought that was done very well yeah and so yeah and we will of course we'll dive headlong into Miss Marvel when we come up on how we're going to cover Marvel television. <laughs> yeah, if anyone has any suggestions for how to cover a series within a, a digestible and a listenable amount of time, because I don't think we want to do a five-hour episode covering a series, because, I mean, that's doable. There's content enough to cover the five hours, but that sounds like a brutal recording session. Yeah, it sounds like a really late night for yours truly. <laughs> okay, well, um, I feel like I feel like we've hit all the you know big topics and and everything. Uh, I guess my I guess last just kind of overarching question is uh, what do we what do we feel about uh, some of the old guard? You know, like Bob coming back in to head up Disney again. Do we feel like that's going to be a good thing for Marvel overall, or? Are we already starting to see from from this current news and, and some of the other stuff? Are we starting to see some of the cracks beginning to form? And uh, could that affect Marvel's production quality? I'll go ask Penguin first on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is. I think that's sort of a wait and see type of thing because since he's come back, we haven't had any anything new release yet. So I think. Once we, once something new comes out and we see the quality of it, I think that will be a good. I think that will be a good uh, sign of things to come. I guess. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because, I mean, like, while since he's come in, I believe, like, Wakanda Forever and the uh, Ant Man movies, they came out, but uh, both were well into post production during that transition of power. So. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong on Wakanda Forever, and I might be getting my dates a little mixed up, but definitely Ant Man, and that that can't be looked at as an indicative thing of his creative control or whatever on Marvel, because it was basically done by the time he was stepping into power. Mm-hmm. He didn't have enough time to influence those projects. What was done was done, and it was time to get it to the editing room before the release date. And they needed to stay on those schedules. You can't derail a whole project when there is a change of power. And I'm in agreement with both of you. I think we need a we need a little bit more time to decide how this project 
and how the transition will progress and how it'll handle itself. We just don't, we don't know enough. We don't know how it's going to go. It could be, you know, right back to the old grind and we end up having a repeat of a really great phase. I think from earlier saying that superhero fatigue is kind of setting in, I think that's completely accurate because as it stands, superhero film and media has really moved to the forefront of what entertainment is these days. It's very, oh, you know, we're going to go see the new Avengers movie. Back when I got into this, it was like, oh, you're going to go see Avengers? Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) For the third time? Nerd. Right. And now it's like a point of honor that, oh, yeah, I saw in-game like four times in theaters from these same people who were like, you went and saw a movie more than once? Come on. Yeah, I'm going to decide also with Penguin. Like, we we need more info. I feel like some of the what's happening, the kind of the big shakeups that they are indicative of death. Obviously, they're indicative of something going on. But I'm hopeful that that something that's going on is a positive route for Marvel overall. Now, of course, I'm always a big proponent of uh, you know, antitrust laws and and whatnot. Um, I have always kind of believed Disney's gotten a bit too big um, overall, and it kind of needs someone to look at it and start uh, separating some powers out and rolling it back out to the people, as it were. But that's, I guess, neither here nor there, really. Yeah. I mean, at one point when the directors had a lot of creative freedom over the projects, they said, you know, here are your characters. This is the film we want. Script, direction, that kind of thing it it made a little bit of it made some plot holes when it came to interconnecting all of the storylines but i think overall the quality of the films we were receiving was better mm. you want to yeah. play devil you want to play devil's avocado does anyone <laughs> want to play devil's avocado on this i mean i i would say since since disney's really gotten their hands on it like we've had the eternals and you look at that movie and it's got one of the big features in it there's an island that's a giant hand out in the middle of the the ocean and that's just out there and it's like always been a part of the world and you're just like you thought that would have come up at some point also as the big question has always been where were the eternals during phases one two and three with like were you just sleeping on the job like even before the world's not ending or anything like who cares about that no 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 like uh what's his name the strong guy he's got to make his pies and and uh pine over angelina jolie exactly yeah so there's i feel like they're all they're all there's always going to be a plot hole but especially when you don't take into account just basic world geography and and history like you're you're just setting yourself up for failure regardless but and that's not necessarily marvel or disney's fault but i would definitely say that somebody up there should have been like maybe we go smaller not bigger just saying i feel like that's that's all we've really got i was happy to have these this conversation of just you know what are our thoughts on all of the news coming out and and everything so we're gonna wrap here uh, instead of kind of instead of introducing a mid break, we're just going to wrap here before we end. If we we want to say uh, one a big thank you to all of our patrons, definitely Penguin here. Uh, this show doesn't this show doesn't 
mean as much to us really without you guys. And so we really appreciate that and your guys' input. Uh, and you, if you are interested in hopping in here with us, sign up at tier four or five. That one also gets you some cool merchandise. And we'd be more than happy to have another big conversation about whatever we really wanted to discuss at the end of the month. And Shenko, I believe we've got other shows and whatnots kind of going on, right? Absolutely. We've got a lot of crazy projects going on on the side. For me, I've got a little show called The Fight Space. It is one of the only female-led martial arts podcasts on the internet. I'm very proud to be doing that show and representing the martial arts community and bringing my perspective to the world of combat sports and all of the culture surrounding that. I actually also have a really big event coming up. I will be going to Karate Combat 38 in my new hometown of Miami, Florida, and I will be attending as sports media for my podcast. So very big things to come. Hopefully be bringing you some crazy, awesome interviews with some really influential people from that community. So if you're into combat sports, or if you just want to hear more of my lovely voice, definitely think about joining me over on the fight space. And what about you, Psych? You've got other stuff too. Uh, Yes, I have the Mass Effect Blue Shift tabletop RPG podcast where we play Citadel security agents solving crime on Citadel. And I play dashing human agent Jack Carrizo. And all the shows that we've just discussed have uh, channels on the Robots Radio Discord, which a link for that will be provided in the description. More than happy to chat with you on those. If I remember right, someone has been dangling a little rant out on uh, the MCU channel who definitely needs to, like, you know, discuss what he wanted to talk about. You can also just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or now Spotify has recently gone live with their ability to leave written reviews on on episodes. So you'd click on the episode and you can leave a review for that episode and you publish it. We will review it and we can uh, post it to public or not, depending on whatever. But yeah, if you're inclined to help us get those good ratings and reviews, we'd be very, very helpful. And we'll read out any good five-star reviews that we get. Finally, Penguin, where can people find you to talk about whatever they want to talk about? Uh, pretty much just the Robots Radio Discord, really. That's about it. He and I sometimes are uh, patrons on the Holocron Histories together with uh, uh, Teacup and Benetamaria there. And it's always a good time to chat. So if you're into Star Wars or there's any other show that you can probably think of on the robots, you can hit us up and, and find it there. And I think that will do us for tonight. So thank you all for listening and coming back. Next week, we go into the amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Spideys. So stay tuned for those. I'm excited and to talk about him. Um, I always thought that Andrew that Andrew did not get a fair shake, so we're going to be covering all of the web-slinging action with his Spider-Man for the fourth time visiting Spider-Man as a character. Have a great night, everyone. Night, everyone. As we all know, when it comes to making a movie, there are a lot of people working behind the scenes to make that movie magic happen. 
and it is no different when making a podcast. Welcome to the credit section of the MCU Lorecast. Captain Shanko and I would like to personally thank the following for their incredibly hard work and faith in us to get this podcast rolling. Tom, the head of the Robots Radio Network, for hosting and mentoring. In 7 Legend of the Mass Effect Lorecast for inspiration. Genesis and Vervada of the Two Girls One Ship podcast for introducing us. Let's Not, a fellow tabletop gamer and friend for the amazing artwork. Pipe Men, a veteran and friend for the outstanding music. Our significant others for believing in and supporting us through this. And you, our fans, without whom this would be a vanity project. Let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. And to quote Stan the Man, enough said. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.